You're listening to the Sermon Podcast of Genesis West in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You can find out more about us at genesiscove.org. Enjoy the teaching. The scripture reading is Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31. A capable wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of a merchant. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food on her house for her household and tasks for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows, for all her household are clothed in crimson. She makes herself coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the city gates, taking his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchants with sashes. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her happy, her husband too, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is delightful, deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a share of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the city gates. The word of the Lord. So who's got some PTSD going on right now? Yeah? Oh, wonderful. I, I almost never preach from Proverbs, uh, but I had to on this one. Had to. So let's pray and we'll dive in. I'm going to set my timer because I could go ways on this one. Uh, God, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for... Uh, Charlie and Deva and Abby, CJ, and the way that they're um, looking to listen to stories that will shape our world and their hearts, and then our church, too. Uh, May you, God, um, may you meet us in in these words and in this time through your spirit. Amen? All right. Uh, A capable wife who can find... Uh, this all play is just for, <laughs> Charlie's like, yep, found one. Okay. Uh, women, so uh, by the way, my name is Steve Weens. I'm the senior pastor around here. Uh, and we do all plays if you're new. And all plays are real questions, not rhetorical, designed to hear actual answers. Uh, and so this one's just for women. Actually, these next several are just for women. Uh, so a, a, a capable wife. How do you feel about that phrase, women? Choice words is what you want to say to that phrase. Thank you, Claire. But it's Sunday morning, and we try to keep it PG-13, 
at least uh, from 1045 to noon. Love it. Uh, okay, what else? Thanks, Molly. Kind of makes me cringe. Love it. Who else? Go ahead, Sarah. Woo! Who's the one who decides what capable is? So good. Yeah, why isn't there a Proverbs 32? You know, a capable husband who can find. Uh, I bet if we just got like 10 or so of you back in the back room for 10 or 15 minutes, we could write Proverbs 32, right? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah? What else? Okay, Becky, I think there's strength in it. Say more. You know it. Okay, Becky's saying capable can mean a lot of things. Capable for yourself, for your husband, for your kids, for your life, your friends. Love it. Thank you. Jenny. Jenny said, on that note, I think you can be capable and be single. Can we, like, let's give it up for that, Jenny. Thank you. All right. Um, any other one just dying to say something, but someone else beat you to it? No? Okay, well, uh, if you don't like the word capable, there's a number of different translations. NLT, virtuous and capable. Uh, NIV, a wife of noble character who can find. NASB says an excellent wife. The message simply says a good woman. <laughs> good old Gene, Eugene Peterson. The voice, a truly, ex truly excellent woman. Uh, okay, so here's another all play. This one again, just for women. Uh, and not for wives only, but all women, and not for adults only, but for all females. Uh, what roles are expected of you at home or work or anywhere that are assumed but never really spoken out loud by the people around you? Laundry? Woo! Cleaning. Yes. <laughs> Cleaning dot, 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 up after everyone, is what Sherry said. <laughs> Got it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cooking nutritious meals. I mean, like, you know, uh, anyway, go on on that one. Yes. Not junk food. Get those chicken fingers out of that uh, microwave. Macaroni and cheese, never. Okay. Oh, yeah, at all times. <laughs> Well-behaved children at all times. Ooh, she said to always put myself last. Whew. Yeah. What a... Be the caregiver in any situation for your parents, your kids, work, work home. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Linda. Ooh, be able to hold the core together. Yes. Have a master plan, I heard. Have all the answers. Is that what you're Gary? Okay. Yep. And don't break a sweat, by the way, while you're doing all those things too, right? And don't lose it at someone, because then you're 
a word that is not PG-13. Okay. Um, <clears throat> third all-play question just for women. Uh, so did you get your, your sermon one sheet? Did you get that? That's, that's new this week. Anyone? I don't know if we have any extras, but if you got it, then you can look actually at the, the text again. And uh, feel free to say which descriptions to you seem kind of ridiculous or which ones are you actually kind of drawn to? Either one. <laughs> she rises while it'll... No, thank you. What else? Again, you could, it might be ridiculous or you can feel drawn to it. Okay, is he, yeah, okay, so. Ooh. Mommies are expected to be kinder than daddies. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, Izzy. That was really good. Really good. Um, thank you. All right, what, what are you drawn to? What seems ridiculous? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. The heart of her husband trusts her and lacks no gain. Uh, come on. Like, let's, you know, are you actually married to an actual person? What else? She makes herself strong. Are you drawn to that or you think that's ridiculous? Drawn to that. Thanks, Deva. Yeah, I got money. I'm going to buy a field if it looks good. I like that, Micah. What else? Yeah, Jenny. Ooh, the light not going out at night. Does that mean sleep deprivation? Or does it mean that she brings light to dark places? Thanks, Jenny. That's so good. What else? Mm-hmm. She perceives and considers her merchandise to be profitable. I like that. Uh, say it louder. Yeah, it doesn't mention that many relationships. It just says, it's just like, it sounds like, it could sound like a big to-do list. Like, this is what you got to do to be a great woman or wife. Um, so... I'm going to play about a minute and a half of a song. Actually, Matt is going to play a minute and a half of a song by Sarah Groves called Finite. And uh, just, again, 90 seconds. Just listen to it. It is her um, beautiful rendition of what it's like to realize she can't be that, she can't be every woman, essentially. Uh, So, Matt, you want to play that? Fascinations really driving me insane. 
Anybody feel that? Anybody feel that? Anybody feel that? What God meant by woman, I'm hard pressed to find. I'm chasing paper dreams. Um, I'm going to repeat some of the lyrics there. What God meant by woman, I'm hard-pressed to find. I'm chasing paper dreams and a guilt undefined. Fighting to stay younger, trying to stay thin and in control. Searching for a magic formula, a thing to soothe our souls. Wondering where the peace went. And then I'm finite. I come to an end. That's good stuff. Um, so the question that we're wrestling with is what is a woman and how are we to celebrate them? So every once in a while, Jesus goes on rants that start with these words, woe to you. Do you know those rants that he goes on? It's like he's had it and he's going to unleash and unload. And uh, in Matthew 23, verse 4, he's unleashing and unloading on religious leaders like me. And he says, you tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear. You lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves, you yourself, are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. And I can imagine Jesus going on a bit of a rant these days about how women are perceived. So, woe to us when we misread biblical passages like Proverbs 31 as a way to put women in their place, insisting they accomplish an impossible list of to-dos and tasks in order to be capable or valuable. Woe to you who do this. On the outside, you look like a righteous biblical scholar, but on the inside, you're misogynistic, you're full of hypocrisy and insecurity. That has to be said. So what's a capable woman? The Hebrew, this is all thanks to our dear sister from another mista, Rachel Held Evans. Uh, the Hebrew is eshet chayil, and it means woman of valor. That's how that word should really be translated. Not capable or even good, but a woman of valor. It's also used in the, the book of Ruth, uh, or the, sorry, the character Ruth. And if you know Ruth, uh, her story is so crazy. Uh, her husband took her to Moab to escape a famine, then he died. And her, uh, Ruth goes with her mother-in-law, Naomi, to Bethlehem, 
because Naomi's saying, like, I, I, we have to leave here or else we're going to die, but you guys should stay. And this is where Ruth says, no, where you go, I go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my, my God. Wherever, where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. And so she goes with Naomi to Bethlehem. And there she eventually meets a guy named Boaz, who ends up calling her a woman of valor before he marries her and before she's a mom or a wife. In fact, when Boaz calls her a woman of valor in Ruth 3.11, she's a refugee. For most of the story, she's not a wife, not a mom. She's a day laborer. She gathers, threshes, and winnows wheat. She's a widow, but she's brave, strong, and has wisdom. A woman of valor, and what Proverbs 31, I think, is really about, number one, it's a poem that's designed to, to celebrate women who do the thankless, everyday, ordinary tasks with tremendous courage and bravery. It's not about what you do. It's not a task list. You've got to do all these things in order to be a noble woman or a capable woman. It's about showing up in your actual life, day after day, imperfectly but courageously. That's a woman of valor. Amen? So uh, I mentioned Rachel Held Evans, and she wrote this book called A Year of Biblical Womanhood. Has anyone read this book? Anyone? A few of you? So uh, Rachel was sort of, um, she, was, she is a Christian, but she was bemoaning the fact that she couldn't sew, and there was no mercantile, and she wasn't buying any fields, and there was no crimson, and she wasn't uh, doing any of those things that, that she would sit and listen to sermon after sermon about this is what a really good Proverbs 31 woman does on Mother's Day at all, you know, of all, always, it's always on Mother's Day that a man gets up there and, and, and tells women how to, how to be a, a Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> and so she said, okay, I'm going to try to live exactly according to how the Bible says a woman should live. So she vowed to take all the Bible's instructions for women as literally as possible for a whole year. So that meant she grew out her hair, she made her own clothes, she covered her head, she obeyed her husband, calling him master, she rose before dawn, she abstained from gossip, she remained silent in the church, and she even camped out in her front yard when the monthly bill came. Oh, wait for it. Uh, and so she did, so she got to Proverbs 31, and this is where she found uh, a lot of shame, both in herself and in the women that she would talk to. Because most of the women that she would talk to, and she herself felt like, uh, when she would read it, it, it just felt like this huge, um, uh, this, this unreachable goal that everyone is telling her she had to reach, but she didn't feel like she had it in her. So um, here, here's what she found about Proverbs 31. The poem is an acrostic. An acrostic, you know, starts with like A, and, and then it starts with the word awful, or B, you know, bad, whatever. I don't know why awful and bad were the first two words that came into my mind. <laughs> I need to do a little work, clearly. but um, And this communicates a sense of totality, though, because it, it begins with each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. 
Aleph, Beit, on and on and on until the end. So the poem is like, this is what it looks like in totality to praise the everyday achievements of an upper-class Jewish wife. And actually what she found is that Jewish men memorized Proverbs 31 and would sing it to their wives on Sabbath as a way of honoring them for doing the thankless thing that kept their life running. So we, I mean, that's amazing. So men, there's a little, uh, you know, there's a little challenge. Steve and Heidi, maybe you guys can get a, get, a, get a little tune going, a little melody to Proverbs 31. We already have the words, and then, guys, you can memorize it and sing it every Friday night. And... Um, like any good poem, the purpose of it was to draw attention to the often overlooked glory of the everyday. And so, and dads are getting better and better at this, I know, because I know many of you. Um, but there are just so many things that are assumed that women will pick up on staffs of nonprofits at home, when you go over to someone's house for dinner, who starts collecting the dishes. And, and this poem is not saying it's right or wrong for women to do this or women should do this or not. It's a sort of yay to any woman who does the hard work, single or married, of everyday thankless tasks a librarian who cares about her students by getting the just the right books. Um, so there's, there's two other things in addition to it being a poem that celebrates everyday life. And so the other thing is that, that, the, that the target audience really is men in Proverbs 31, 31. The only instruction in the whole poem comes to men at the very end, verse 31, where it says men should honor these women for what her hands have done. So if anything, Proverbs 31 is about men saying, thank you for all the invisible ways. Maybe it's your coworker. Maybe it's your wife. Thank you for all the many ways that you've done invisible things. But lastly, it really does celebrate women of valor, this phrase, eshet chayil. And um, when it was interesting, Rachel, the author of this book, she um, made friends with this Jewish woman, and the Jewish woman would say, like, oh, yeah, like, we use this phrase all, all over the place with, with, like, when, let's say, uh, one of our friends uh, just finished her dissertation, it would be like, yeah, you go, girl, way to go. It was like this, this honoring of anything that you ended up doing. Maybe it's a pregnancy or, or maybe it's a promotion at work or maybe you just ran a marathon or a 5K or ran for a minute. <laughs> uh, what would it be like if we had a culture of celebration like that. 
And, and what does it say about our culture that we, that we automatically assume this poem is about putting women in their place and making sure they have to do all these things in order to be counted worthy? The women in my life, as I was thinking about it this week, some of them work at home. And some of them work downtown. Some are quiet. Some are really loud and get in my face <laughs> about things. Some are more feminine and some are more masculine. Some love bourbon. Others love yoga. Some are preachers. Some are librarians. Some are therapists. Some are cooks. Some are writers. And the list goes on and on. And these are women of valor. Women that are brave and courageous that do hard things, that stand in this really tough place in history to stand where there are so many ways that um, women are being encouraged to tell their stories of abuse, but they're simultaneously being silenced. And so I would say to you, women who are doing big and small things with courage. Eshet Chayil. You are women of valor. So let me, let me end with an all-play question. This one's for men only. Men, how about a reaction? <laughs> Love it. Thanks, George. We still don't know how to authentically appreciate the women in our lives. We try, but we fail a lot of the times. Thanks, George. Yeah, baby. That's, who was that? Oh, Sean. Yeah, she was up here. Great. What else? Thank you. Bob, love you, man. <laughs> That's valid. That's so good. What else? We need to hear this more often. The future is female. Love it. We're so different, and it's important to appreciate those differences. I'd agree with that one.
Thanks, Will. Um, You said so many great things. Essentially, the Bible can be turned into uh, just another message of domination instead of serving and and combination. Amen. Um, Last thing I'll say as a white man that I've talked to quite a few other white men who feel like, I don't know what to do. They just feel frozen. Like, am I being told to shut up and not say anything? Am I being told, like, how, how am I supposed to be in this world right now? And sometimes that's nervous, and sometimes that's angry. And I just want to say, like, as a white man, uh, and to many white men out there, um, it's going to be tense as you try to navigate your way through this. And it's not supposed to be easy. Um, No one's going to make it easy for you. Uh, And no one's supposed to make it easy for you. But you can and we can engage in it. We can. And we can do it imperfectly. And no woman that I've talked to has told me to, told, has said that you just need to shut up. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but engage. Amen. Amen.